Who's in for a bigger game, Caleb Williams or Cam Rising? And what other players will shine in the Pac-12 championship spotlight? We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. This podcast is available on all platforms, including YouTube. Appreciate all of you who have tuned in throughout the week. It's been our highest viewed week here on Locked On Utes. We also appreciate you guys hitting that subscribe button and would love for you guys to hit me up on Twitter at JT Wistersill or give us a follow at Locked On Utes. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is more props, odds, and lines than ever before. It's the perfect place to get your betting fix in. Bet Online, where the game starts. Excited to be joined by host of the USC Student Body Rights Podcast, Dwayne Douglas. Dwayne, thank you for joining us on this one to preview this exciting matchup. I mean, we've been talking about it all week long. It's so great that we got it once, but to get it again, I can't wait to get this one underway, Dwayne. And looking at this game specifically, it's an awesome opportunity for Caleb Williams and Cam Rising. You know, Cam Rising and the Utes won the Pac-12 championship last year, but they didn't win that game because of Cam Rising last year. Cam Rising was a piece that helped them win that game, but they didn't win it because of him. The last time that Utah beat USC, they won that game because of Cam Rising and Dalton Kincaid. And we know that a lot of these USC wins they've had this year are because of Caleb Williams, who is going to win the Heisman. So it's an awesome opportunity on the biggest stage the Pac-12 can provide for one, I'd say, superstar quarterback and another in a really good quarterback in Cam Rising right now. We've talked about it before. I mean, this this is, you know, we, we go right to the poster, right? The the poster of the stars you see at the beginning of, of the movie, like, you know, mm-hmm. whoever it is. Yep. Um, and that's going to be versus Caleb Williams. Um, I do, I mean, like just doing the research and thinking about this game is Cam Cam, that was clearly Cam's, you know, biggest game. You know, um, his, best. Game, his best game. It also was by far and away. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm scared on USC, um, as I say it, but Dalton Kincaid had yes, a game monster sure. game. We'll have to see, like, what, you know, how that transpires in this next battle. I don't know if playing just extraordinary football. Um, you know, just from top to bottom, the much maligned defensive unit has played very well as well as played as well as you can. Um, when Peyton Manning kind of won that championship with the with the Colts, the defense wasn't great. They stuffed the run when they needed to stuff the run, and they got turnovers. And this team in in Los Angeles that I could ever imagine um, going into this going into this, this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. For Utah, like I mentioned, I really do think Cam's in for a good game again. He will not, he hasn't been the same player since that USC game. I actually think on that, he's been wearing a new knee brace for the past um, five games he's played, or four games I believe he's played in since the USC game. But the thing with Cam is you can tell there's something slightly off there. And I really do think that injury he sustained was on the two point conversion because if you look at the knee, it's where he got hit when the defender attempted to make the tackle on him. He was able to power his way in. So Cam hasn't, look, he looked awesome against Colorado. I've been saying this all week. 
anyone can look awesome against that Colorado defense right now. So this is a nice test mm-hmm. for Cam going against a good Trojans team. And I do think he's in for a good game, but I don't think he's in for the same kind of game. I could see him turning the ball over. We've seen this Trojans team. We know how elite of a level they force turnovers at. And Cam overall has been pretty careful with the ball, but against some of the better teams this season, Oregon, Florida, and UCLA, he has thrown an interception. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him toss one in this one. But overall, I do think he's going to have a pretty good game. And then looking at kind of the other pieces on Utah's offense, I think one of Utah's backs has a really good game, whether that's Makai Bernard, Jaquindon Jackson. I'll say Makai. I think Makai's in for a big game with Jaquindon and Jalen Glover doing nice things for this Utah team. I think the Utah offensive line has a pretty good game. I do think they give up a sack this time. I think when you're just dealing with a front four like the Trojans have, it's just not really realistic to go two games holding them without a sack. And maybe they can do it better. I would be surprised. Then on the outside, I think Dalton still leads this team in receiving yards, but I don't think it's anywhere near the 200. I think anywhere between 100 to 130 is much more reasonable. And I think this could really be Devon Vele's game. And he had moments against USC last time, but he only finished with 65 yards in this one. I think he could really go over 100 in this one. It feels like I've been saying that every week, but I think this is an awesome opportunity for Devon Vele. I don't think this Utah offense is going to put up 40 plus points in this one, but I do think they're going to need to get in the 30s to compete with this USC team, and I think they're capable of doing it, Dwayne. So you mentioned Vele, and I, that's the one guy who I was focusing on when I was doing like all 20 game because I feel like he may have not had a, a lot of catches in the game, but I, he, he did get some critical um, pass interference yeah. calls as well. Too. That's true. Um, on my on, on team, it seemed like every time USC had, a, especially in the second half, USC had an opportunity to kind of shot it was third and ten third and six third and seven and, and they got a critical pass interference or as far as that goes but makai black he's gonna be lined up against makai black okay makai black i gotta trust i gotta trust makai black to have a better game i think if you're usc that that's huge in this book under i'm gonna play over i'm gonna play around um yep. kaylin if if, if, if K wants to go to the bathroom i'm i'm we're walking into the bathroom. Like, I mean, yeah. it, it's just, you cannot, you have, to, you have to cut at the very least, you have to cut his game in half. That's going to be critical. And I think the thing about it is like, you know, success of this defense is just making you just run plays over and over and over again. Like, had like, I don't know if you're talking, do like, you know, maybe one or two play drive for a touchdown and it's mm-hmm. that's where oh. i see like you know their offense is going to be more death by a thousand cuts yes if you, i think that that's where you know you um usc is going to kind of as far as um you know getting stops and getting turnovers as far as that i think i think one key figure in this game you talked about players who might have good games i think um shane lee had a in that first game, really couldn't tackle. Every week he's gotten better and better. And I think last, I think LA, um, Charbonneau was 90 yards. Um, you, uh, Notre Dame, 90-ness of, um, of Makai Bernard. But if they can just continue that, that, that trend of stopping the run and just, like we, we talked about this, you know, you know, in our, in our little Twitter, Twitter thread and also, you know, just on our shows is that, so I don't know how accurate he can be for an and it seems like every time, you know, um, every time Cam Rise is accurate with with people like like Kalen Bullock, who's PFF, you know, all, all 
merits here. Should should be six, but it's, it will, it's five. Uh, <laughs> but possibly. But and, and also, I think, you know, can they convert? You know, I think last game they were have written down. down like they, were, they, they were three for three on really on the edge of it where you where, uh, where USC was kind of a ball, maybe a drop over the middle by um, Mario Williams kind of was the difference in a yep. And I think one thing that really is something that I really enjoy watching, it was tough to watch Travis Dye go down. Yeah. But if you watch the last couple of Jones, my lord, mm-hmm. like I he know. is running, he is running the football with, and also his hands, his hands out of the backfield to be able to catch the football has been a really good asset. One thing about USC that's been under, appreciated and I always appreciate of this offensive line. They don't have great depth. Yep. So that was so that was something that that, that we were that about. But they have been they've protected Caleb Williams when they, they haven't they've done a good job. And they have run the football. When you run the football at a six point I mean six point one two with um Austin um Austin Jones and I'm telling you like this is a kind of game we're careful. This is a game where, like, the, uh, the one of the rookie sensations, the freshmen, like, has tremendous speed and shiftiness and open field ability. That could be a guy who has a breakout. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I think the only other USC defender I'd throw in is I do feel like Thule is in for a really good game, too. I feel like he does get home with a sack this time. We know how dominant of a pass rusher he's been this season. Got hurt against oh, yeah. Utah. Oh, yeah. And you could see in his eyes after the in the post game of the Utah game how just frustrated he was and how much he wanted a couple of those plays back. And now he gets an opportunity to get back at him. And something we talked with uh, Mark Culkin of Locked On USC yesterday was how much USC wanted this rematch. They are really excited to have an opportunity to avenge their only loss of the season and get it on a neutral site too, to see who really is the best, the best team on the field. It's something that's going to be really fun to play out. We're going to switch things over to the USC offense and the Utah defense in a moment. But first I want to tell you guys about the sponsor of this episode, that online. Bet online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds trends for every professional amateur league out there from college football, to NFL, to college basketball, to the NBA, to the soccer. How about the world cup? Well underway Esports, They've got it all at bet online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at bet online too. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today. or Use your mobile device to learn more guys. Bet online is a great way to get your betting fix in. So make sure you guys head over and cash in on, Pretty much any sport, your team, they're all available at Bet Online. It's Bet Online where the game starts. So coming back into this one, Dwayne, looking at this Utah defense versus this USC offense, and you cannot stop Heisman winners, which is what Caleb Williams is going to be. So Utah cannot is not going to hold them under twenty points or anything like that. I do. I will say this: I I don't think this game goes into the forties. I think both defenses are improved. Um, I think the Utah offense, as I mentioned, I don't know if they're going to have the same kind of performance like that, but they do seem to be a little bit more well-rounded. I think they're going to have more success rushing the ball this time than the last time they played, even without Tavion Thomas, who isn't going to play in this game, even though not everyone knows that for those of you that watch ESPN sometimes. But looking at the other pieces for this Utah defense, I really feel like this is a group that's in a good position to hold this USC team under 35 points, and that's something that haven't hasn't been done a lot this season. But I'm looking at the secondary. This defense is the best in the Pac-12 for for a lot of reasons, and the top one being this secondary. The got the job guys like Clark Phillips, J.T. Broughton, Zamaya Vaughn, Cole Bishop, R.J. Hubert. There's 
I Oregon State is the only other one that's kind of in contention for the best secondary to me. I, I'm going to take the Utes. Obviously, we know they have the best player in the secondary and Clark Phillips, who is going to play in this one. And I really think the key in the last game was you saw at the very first play of USC's offense last time was Caleb Williams was all day to throw in the pocket. They just took off and ran for 50 yards because the coverage was that good downfield. The pass rush just couldn't get home. But lately, Utah's pass rush has been doing a lot better. The interior rush has gotten stronger. Look, no Jonah Ellis, which is going to hurt, but Mahmoud Diabate is back after playing so much inside linebacker. They let him go back to his hand in the dirt and let him rush on those third and long situations. He's been really effective getting pressure in there, too. And a veteran like Gabe Reed, he had a pretty good game last time against Caleb Williams, able to come in and make some plays in there, too. And the biggest thing that's still a little bit of concern, I feel like, is just the linebacker tackling. Sometimes we see, we see Diabate and coverage has gotten burned a couple times. Karene Reed is good, but he's not all world he's no Devin Lloyd for sure Devin Lloyd who was the MVP of this game last year with his big pick six and a couple of the big plays he made against Oregon a year ago and then Lander Barton's only a freshman so I do feel good about this Utah defense and if there's a defense that I really want to hold this unit in check this is the one I'm taking this current Utah defense but man when you're just dealing with Caleb Williams in this offense it's tough to stop him Dwayne they're, they, they're very tough to stop. I, I love about what this offensive unit did is they went high flying. They did whatever they had to do against UCLA, and then they heard all week um, Joe Clat, like everybody who who are the prominent national guys, said Notre Dame is going to go into the Coliseum and stuff the run um, and run all over um, USC. You know, USC wants no part, of and the reason why I got. Really excited about you know, you know, um, you know Lincoln Riley coming to USC, but 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 it was just because in his version of the air raid power, and that's what I I like about this matchup, and I felt like I respect Utah. I don't know if they can keep him under third. I could keep him under forty, um, or, or maybe okay. if they do, yeah, and maybe if they do, it'll be very similar to the Notre Dame game because they can yeah. line up man on man and just, just like those guards start pulling. And it's just like that, you know, to stop that running game. Cause they, especially with a guy like Austin Jones, I love because he, and like he's just trying to go down on Hill. He's not trying to like jukey juke and do all the other stuff, run you over and try to get, get up the line, the scrimmage hit the first guy is not touching him until he's the field, which spells disaster for any defense. So I do think that they will make some play defensive unit. Um, they're a very good team. I mean, it is, it is, I'm happy it's, it kind of worked out this way because the teams in the Pac-12, and just in, in my opinion, um, they're, you know, so with that being said, I can kind of hold up in this, in this spot because the variety and the Robbins-type offense that they have is pretty crazy because, like, you know, it could be one day, it could be, it could be Taj Washington um, and Mario Williams killing you in the slot. Don't forget Jordan yep. Addison, you know, Kyle Ford, who they he, he loves to go to in the clutch and big, big moments in games. And always, there's so many weapons. Michael Jackson, the third, his first touchdown was that was again third and long, um, third and goal situation where they, they ran like a screen pass on an all-out blitz. Plays when 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 players were um when players were hurt in that secondary. It seemed like both these teams. Everybody was so hurt 
after that game as well too. So mm-hmm. definitely, um, but, I, but I do everything they got. I do kind of, I do look at the situation as one in which I think forty wins the game, and I think at the end of the day, FC is more geared for that because because like the amazing thing about this offense is the X or wide receivers fumbles, whatever, whatever. But the lack of turnovers by the quarterback position is startling. I mean, you, when you have, I mean, he doesn't, he hasn't fumbled the football this year. And he yeah. also he has three, yeah, yeah, he has three interceptions. I mean, last week, um, uh, covered it. I mean, it's very, it's, it's hard to turn the, turn this team over. And I think that's, that's one of the needs. If, if, if you were, if you're, if you're sitting in the stadium, um, in uh, Allegiant, it's nice to see good football being played there because I'm happy to see this game. <laughs> happy to see this game being played in Allegiant. Like they have to force at least two turnovers in this ball game. I, I really feel like it's do that, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they can. But they did a lot of those times where you know you and you know doing all his you know Patrick Mahomes stuff. The team. That did sack him was you know interesting to see what Willingham and company have in store for a guy who's going to win the Heisman and the line as a whole. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned Winningham because that's the last key to this matchup I really want to break down is the coaching matchup. When you're looking at first the offensive side of the ball, the best offensive play caller on the field is obviously going to be Lincoln Riley, even though Andy Ludwig, I think, does a good job and had a very good game plan, or I should say made good adjustments because the start of it, I mean, Utah started out in a 14 nothing hole, so made good adjustments against USC the first time around. So I do think Ludwig does a good job, but you're not going to compete with Lincoln Riley. USC really is the perfect marriage of what it looks like when you have great offensive coaching, great playmakers just to maximize them too. It's just when Caleb Williams has those guys to get the ball out to that talent, it really is. Every single player is great. And the coaching is great too. It makes them greater. I do think Alex Grinch is a really good defensive coordinator too. Personally, I would take Morgan Scali as a Utah fan. I think he does a really good job too, but if you get Alex Grinch or Morgan Scali leading your defense, you're in a good position. The one thing that is interesting is coach Whittingham, obviously with all of his experience that he's had has been in a, a lot of more games than Lincoln Riley has as a head coach, but Lincoln Riley has been in championship games more than he has. He's been in more big 12 championship games, even with the big 12 championship game being established later than a Pac-12 championship game ever was. But with Lincoln Riley, he's been someone who's been to the playoff too. I think it really is a fun matchup between these two. And they're such different coaches too. coach Whittingham's teams are always very disciplined and do a very good job, but Think about Lincoln's teams. They usually don't really beat themselves too much, too. And especially this year, they have so much talent. So I it's so it's tough to predict as I'm talking about it now, like who has the better coach, the coaching advantage in this game. I'll slide with Utah just because of the veteran presence of Coach Whittingham. But man, Lincoln Riley does an outstanding job too. I feel like if either one of those guys is leading my program, I'm in great shape. And maybe part of the reason I'm going with Coach Witt too is it is Lincoln's first year with USC, but even with that. I mean, first year with USC, and he's got a chance to take him to the college football playoff, which is crazy, and something Coach Witt hasn't done. It is pretty amazing too to see. I mean, I it's funny because this is the week one year ago to see Hi yeah. Lincoln Riley, and the first thing I did, and I, I remember I was watching college. The first thing I did was kind of go through that schedule, and I was like, you know what? This schedule is felt like if I thought the two toughest games were. Oregon State and at Utah, especially those two games. Like, if you can't tell me that a twelve and one 
you know, the playoff. And I remember people people were texting in the show and saying, you're, you're, doing, you're crazy, you're, you're doing, 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 you're doing too much. They're going to score a lot of points. And if you score a lot of points, you're going to be, come along. And they have come along, you know, throughout the season. And the one thing that they've haven't, that they, they've been in, and it's just been a thing that they've been able to do. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I, I highly I feel like he might have a couple of tricks up his sleeve in, in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a fourth down, things like that. Um, as far as special teams go, that, uh, that's kind of one thing that I wouldn't worry about with USC. Um, Dennis Lynch is only six. I think he's only six for like 11 from, 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 from the – from you know, if, it, if it comes to a field goal battle, I'm not, I'm not, I'm kind of concerned about that. But for the most part, I mean, it's, it should be it should be a really good battle between these two cat coaches. They really, I mean, it's I kind of difference because I think I think these two could battle for years. Yes, if the, yeah, if USC wasn't going to the Big Ten, I totally I totally agree with you. That's the crazy part about it. But unbelievable opportunity for Lincoln Riley and a great opportunity for Utah to really cement themselves as. Still the class of the Pac-12 with back-to-back Pac-12 championships. We're going to come back in a moment and put a bow on this one. But first, I want to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode, UCCU. UCCU is offering a 15-month savings certificate with an incredibly high APY of 4.00%. Plus, you can jump up to an even higher rate of return anytime during the life of your certificate. You can get a savings certificate for as little as 500 making this an awesome opportunity for every type of saver, big or small. Check this out. UCCU will also jump up your interest rate once anytime during the life of your savings certificate. That way, if yields continue to rise, you have the option to jump up to an even higher yield, which makes it a great savings tool in the rising interest rate environment. Opening a UCCU savings account is super easy. You can do it online, over the phone, or just stop by any UCCU branch. But remember, this offer is only for a limited time. So if you have savings that are just sitting in a standard savings account, get a UCCU savings certificate. That way your savings can start working harder and earning you more. Visit UCCU.com to learn more or get a savings certificate today. That offer is only a limited time. So make sure you guys head over to a UCCU branch or head over to UCCU.com and cash in on that 15-month savings certificate with the incredibly high APY of 4.00% and has a variety of terms and options to match your specific needs. UCCU, love where you bank. All right, Dwayne, coming back in to wrap this one up. Who is going to win? And give me your score prediction and just how the game is going to play out as the host of the Student Body Right USC podcast. I think I know where you might be going with this one. Uh, you're correct. Um, so the way USC has been playing this year, I, I towards the season, Towards the end of the year, getting better, uh, especially on the defensive unit, um, more and more sound tackling in the in the special teams game and the special teams coordinator. I think that USC wins this game, thirty-eight to thirty. That on the reverse, uh, it'll be a reverse this time. I think that it's Utah start. It'll be Utah who um, kind of like you're, you're kind of holding your seat early in this thing. Wait a minute. We just we just sat down, and it's fourteen nothing, or fourteen nothing, or ten nothing. That's the way. But I think as the game wears on, the middle eight happens. Um, you know, all those he kind of takes hold of this game in the third quarter. Um, then you know, then Cam Rise and KK make make a little bit of a run. But I think it'll be um, it'll be a little bit too late. He will win this game, thirty-eight to thirty. In Vegas, um, in Allegiant Stadium, um, that's and I think they go on to play either. You know, I'm not sure if it's gonna be Georgia or Michigan or whoever, but I think they go on football playoff. And 
in year one, which is absolutely where, I mean, I hate to say this, where I thought this is what this could happen. Um, especially when they picked up Jared Addison, I said, this, this team can, this team, you know, once they, and they, and they, and then you look at the loss that to Utah, uh, it was probably the best. It wasn't yep. like it wasn't like um, Ohio State's loss, you know. <laughs> yes. a, you know, if, oh, yes. Yeah, if you're gonna have, have a loss, that's the best possible loss you could have. Road quality quarterback, quality head coach, and you lose on a two point conversion. Hasn't lost at home since 2018. Utah I mean, lost home since 2018. Ex- exactly, and I, it, it, I think that building is one. Some of the guys on ESPN. That's how I know they don't they don't watch the Pac-12 because. He, they kind of poo poo play. Okay, show me the losses then. If, if, yeah. if, if you if you if you're, if you're gonna do that, but I think they're gonna be fair to Utah because I'm not trying to be just a homer. I looked at everything possible in this ball game. I think they're. I think that um you know they are they are really good, really good in every aspect. Especially a little bit, but like as far as offense, defense, they got the players. They they're putting guys in the pro. The talent is the talent is there. There. They can win this game if you if, if USC screws up, but I do think Thursday is my um, Trojans win this game. I can definitely see it. My prediction on yesterday's show was thirty six thirty two. I have Utah taking it, but it, man, it's going to be a dogfight. And I'll say this because I actually haven't talked about this a lot this week. It is going. I have picked yeah. Utah. It is going to be incredibly tough for Utah to win this game. It is so hard to beat a good team twice. And some people out there mm-hmm. are saying, "Well, we did it last year to Oregon." That Oregon team was so weird. I've almost never seen a team like that Oregon team before. They just quit, whatever the whole thing was. It seemed like Mario Cristobal, who I do personally like as head coach, seemed like he already had one foot out the door and was already had his bags packed for the sunshine of Miami. This USC team is different. Lincoln Riley is only in the Pac-12 for two years, and you better believe him. Caleb Williams is one of the most competitive players out there. This team is loaded with talent. They want to make their impact impact on the Pac-12 in their first year. They want to win this game. They want to go to the college football playoff and even in his first year with the program become the class of the conference. And this Utah team has an opportunity to still take control. And even though they have three losses on the season, can still come out on top and beat Pac-12 champions. And as I said, it's going to be really hard to do it. You have to be a really tough team. You have to be a really resilient team. You have to have players Mm -hmm. capable of stepping up in big moments. And thankfully for Utah, they have all three of those things. You also have a coach who doesn't blink in these kind of moments. Coaches in general as well as the rest of the staff who have been here and have been preparing for opportunities like this. So it's going to take everything Utah's got to be able to pull off and get an upset in this game. But because of the championship experience this team has, I really think they're capable of doing it. And it's going to be a fight for all 60 minutes, and I cannot wait to see how it all goes down. It's going to take everything Utah's got, but I really think they're going to be able to get it out. And if not, no shame in losing to a team like USC that, Let's be honest. I think he's actually going to have a chance to do some things against Georgia. I don't think I'd necessarily pick them to win that game, but when you have Caleb Williams in that offense, they'd at least be able to move the ball at them. So either way, it's going to be fun to see how it works out, or Utah will be heading back to the Rose Bowl. The outcome I hope we're talking about the next time you guys hear me on this show on Monday. But, Dwayne, really want to thank you for coming on. If you guys are interested in checking out more Dwayne's content, make sure you guys check out the Student Body Right USC podcast. That's Dwayne Douglas. Also, give him a follow on Twitter at P-O-R-S-B-R. And, Dwayne, anything else you wanted to promote before we go? I mean, listen, so right, USC podcast for, for, for Raider fans. Um, it's the um, podcast as well. So we have a, also a podcast called The Mix where we talk about the Raiders, a little bit of Raiders, news, and we talk a little bit. I love baseball, so we talk about 
San Francisco Giants and the and the and the NLS. So um, it, it, we'll see if Aaron Judge is a giant. We'll see a lot, yeah. a lot of stuff is going on. We always have um, check us out on YouTube. Check us out um, where all podcasts are available. And this show is like I said, the internet is where a good part of Twitter where you or I can meet somebody like JT and have a yeah. Yeah, it's been fun meeting and interacting with you as well, Dwayne. Really enjoyed it. Thank you guys also for making Locked On News your first listen every day. For your next listen, make sure you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Also check out the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. Host Spencer McLaughlin has had me on. He's having Mark Culkin of Locked On USC on to break down the game. For those of you that saw yesterday's episode of Locked On News where we had Mark on for our crossover. Lots of content still to break down this game, and it's going to be a great one we've been waiting all year for the pac 12 championship and is finally here tonight at the time you guys are listening to this episode so Dwayne, huge thanks to you for joining on again great having you on my friend and thank uh-huh. you guys for listening to locked on news making us your first listen every day we'll be back next week with reactions to this game hopefully talking about if utah's who they're going to see in the rose bowl or where, what other bowl game Utah is going to be in, where they finish the season in the Pac-12 rankings. And we'll also be breaking down some of the big games Utah has coming up on their basketball slate, both men's and women's. So make sure you guys keep it here with Locked On Utes. Safe travels down to Vegas and have a great weekend. Go Utes. Peace.